Hello and welcome to Empire Builders, the place for entrepreneurs, business owners and experts who want to build an epic empire. I'm Nick James and thanks for joining me here today. Good morning, Facebook. Uh, hello, if you're tuning into this on the Empire Builders podcast, Nick James here. What a phenomenal time to be alive. This morning, I'm joined by the legend that is Paul Mort. I'm in the house. I'm excited. Indeed. Indeed. So um, I, I guess uh, purpose of this interview is to give people a bit of an insight as to how you've built what I would perceive to be an empire, positioning yourself as an expert in helping, and I'm going to make sure I get this right, married businessmen get their shit together. That is the one. Yeah. yeah. One. Where do you want to start? Yeah, well, well I suppose first and foremost, um, it's a, this is actually a question that I, I generally do ask a lot at my events and stuff, but only really just started asking in interviews, which is what, what was the main reason why you decided to go for building a business, building an empire in this arena specifically? Yeah, well, well, the thing is, I've never had a problem. I've been self-employed since I was 21, so that's almost 19 years. So I've never really had a problem knowing how to market and make money. But I've built a lot of fucking chaos in my life, right? <laughs> a lot of chaos, a lot of chaos. Um, a lot of different businesses. I built things that I hated just because I knew how to make money. And I wasn't, I, I wouldn't even say I'm even business-minded and marketing and service-minded. That other gap was the one that you had me fill, which I'm sure we'll talk about. Um, and I kind of, my speaking coach hates it when I say this. And I try not to say it when I'm on the stage, but I've stumbled on it. I've stumbled on it in that 2014, I was, you guys, a lot of guys will know this, I was suicidal, five stone overweight, uh, fat cokehead, essentially. Um, and at that point, you had a relatively successful business they a very successful business. I yeah. think from what, it's, from what you've said, I think it's probably fair to say this, um, that you built a business driven really by making money, making yeah. profit, rather yeah. than something that you were passionate about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I was kind of in back then. Yeah, back then I had a supplement company and I had a, a old school marketing newsletter. Do you know like the Glazer Kennedy Inner Circle style newsletter? Mate, I used to love that newsletter. Yeah, me too. Me too. I actually still think there's a big gap in the market for that. No one wants to do it anymore. No one wants to pay for printing. Anyway, um, so I had this company and essentially I made a lot of money, but I was just empty inside. Then I got my shit together. I worked with, um, I was lucky enough when Gary J. White at Wake Up Warrior he just started this thing and he, what he was saying really resonated with me. And I remember one day, I've never really talked about this much. One day in one of the sessions at this thing called Warrior Week, where basically I flew to California not having any idea what it was. And I had a fight with a man on a beach that I didn't even know. Like, that's what you had to do, right? It was nuts then. I think so it's even, This was part of the program. Part of the program, yeah. yeah, yeah. Fight with a man on a beach, which, by the way, I'm sure you've done in the past, but yeah. this was actually <laughs> I paid for this. I paid for this privilege. Quite a lot of money as well. And it was, back then, there was only about 20 guys in the program. That guy's got thousands and thousands of men. He's a bit of an inspiration for me now. And... I remember him saying to me clearly, we had to do this session where you had to kind of work with another guy through a workout of all things. And he said to me, he said, Paul, this is what you were supposed to do is coach men. This is your thing. And it took me a long time to get my head around that because I still didn't have my shit together then. And then I suppose I got my shit together and the people who I was working with in marketing started asking, 
can you share with me some of this mindset shit? Because you've transformed and it was different. Even my voice changed, by the way. My voice weirdly like got deeper and shit. It's mad. You look at some of my old videos from then, you'd be like, who is that guy? Mad. Really? And then a lot of people ask me how to start do it, how, how I should do it, uh, that I, how I did it. And then I kind of I pissed around with it for a little bit. Dude, for about a year and a half, I had eight clients. I had eight clients throughout a year and a half, and I was scared to go all in on it. And I remember actually going to California again in probably 2016 or 2017, I think it was. And what I had to do this exercise where I had to work on some limiting beliefs, right? It was just write down a limiting belief. One of mine was I won't be able to handle it because I've grown a business before and I had a meltdown. So I've grown this business before and it was that I won't be able to handle it. Anyway, I did this work and then I was like, actually, I'm full of shit. I'm not that guy anymore. I've got more support now. And what I've also realized that if I didn't like it, I could just stop doing it. A lot of people don't realize that. Like, if you don't like it, just stop doing it. Like, it's mad that we have this thing where we've, I've got this goal and now I've hit it and I have to keep doing it. Otherwise, I failed. I mean, I'm not, I, I got in this position. Now I'm still like this now. I'm like, do you know what? Why would I think I was a failure? Because I kept on doing something that I hated. Like, that's more failure than stopping something that you hate. Does that make sense? Yeah, definitely. Even this podcast, this podcast has blown up for me. Even a month's time, I don't like doing it. I'll just be like, eh. I've been it off. I've got no problem doing that. It's like admitting you're wrong, and I'm cool with that now. So yeah, I think there's a lot of there's a lot of freedom in having that attitude, and a lot of people don't have, like the reason a lot of people start a business is they want to be free. They want freedom, and actually, all they end up creating for themselves is another way to lock themselves into something. Yeah, sometimes they don't want to do it's so. Like, it's a fear of looking. It's a fear of looking like a failure and looking like you've done something wrong. I'm like, listen, if I don't want to do it, I'm not doing this. For, yeah. I remember a guy I was working with, and, he, and he, he had a company that was meal prep. And he's like, Paul, I really hate this company. It's not really making any money, but I don't want to quit because I don't want to give up. I'm like, you hate it. It's not making any money, but you, you'll feel like a failure if you quit. I'll say, I'll have you consider it's more of a failure. Keep on doing something that you hate that isn't profitable. But I hear this so often. Anyway, so I went all in on this business. Um, and... I think what decided, what made me decide to work with married businessmen are that I've worked with women before and I struggled with it. And funny enough, I'm now working with quite a lot of women right now, but um, I struggled with it. And I've, listen, I've known marketing for a long time and I know about this perfect client, this avatar. And essentially, it makes it very easy for me to come up with content. It, it makes it very easy for me to coach people because I'm just coaching me a few years ago. That's it. So everyone's like, how do you come up with so many videos and that? I'm like, I just talk to myself, which I actually am. Think about that. You actually are talking to you. I'm talking to myself right now. Because, of course, on these videos, I'm not. you never look at the other person. You always just look at yourself, right? <laughs> it's weird. But I'm talking I, to myself. I look, I look at you because you're such a beautiful man. I have, I'm, I'd, be, I'd be foolish to look at myself. I can do that. You're only human. You're only human. But, like, but like it's, it's weird. I'm essentially talking to myself. So it makes it really easy to do that. And, again, I know about target markets. I know about avatars. I know about all of that. And I suppose there's not really anybody else doing it. And I have had a lot of people try and step up and copy me, and none of them have. There's literally Gary J. White that I know who does it. Yeah, I want to I want to jump on this for a second because yeah. there are so many people out there. A lot of them come to my events, come to Expert Empires, listen to the podcast. And and when I say what do you do, it's things like mindset, transformation, inspiration, motivation. It's it's all very. It's not very easy to explain. I feel like you've done a really good job of finding your lane in the market and saying, because effectively, let's be honest, it's you said the start mindset stuff. Yeah. 
for married businessmen that want to get their shit together. But I mean, you could call it working with people with mental health problems, anxiety, depression. It could be, you know, they're not happy in their career, whatever it is. So really, it could be health, it could be fitness, it could be relationships. That's what you do when I first started, that was really hard to explain. Yeah, and the thing is, it's so broad. Like what you actually do, if you don't mind me saying, is actually really broad. And there's a lot of people out there trying to do really broad and failing. So what is it you do you think that's made the difference when you're doing what is essentially mindset it's essentially life coaching right exactly i mean how how the hell have you built the business you've built doing what is essentially for want of a better term life coaching yeah it is it is And, and i suppose part of me is i didn't want to be in that category because it has a a bit of a weird reputation Particularly yeah. for and when I first started, I'd be like, I work with married businessmen who want to improve every area of their life. I can't remember who said this to me, but they said, Well, what if they don't want to improve every area of their life? Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? What if they what if they're like, do you know what? Because we get this, I'm successful in business. I don't need help with business. So I just stopped saying that. Because and I suppose even get your shit together is quite broad. Watch it. But okay. for me, that allows them to fill in the gap. I'm not having to say I help you in focus, fitness, family, finance, and fun, which is essentially what I do across the board, the five Fs. I don't have to say that anymore. They fill in that gap. Yeah. It becomes specific to them. So, and you know, the language didn't come from me. I okay. kept saying, saying I need to get my shit together. So and I'm going to venture, I'm gonna yeah. venture a reason why I think you've had so much success in what is essentially life coaching, but we don't call yeah. it. Um, is the Yes, of course, you've gone for a niche, albeit not a super tight, small one. I want to throw this in in because I was saying this to a guy yesterday that I was coaching. I said, you know what? Just because I say that, I'm coaching 50 women right now. Yeah, yeah. I just don't say, I don't even say, women have basically forced me to coach them. I coach single lads who don't have a business yet. But it's almost like, because I say I work with these people, they're like, well, I want some of that. I'm not a married businessman, but I want some. It's like you tell them they can't have it and they want it even more. It's like what women do to them. <laughs> I, think, I think a lot of people don't get that. And we, we've definitely had that experience with, as you know, our different mastermind programs where we go to get into our top level mastermind that you're in, you have to be doing a minimum of a quarter million year in revenue um, up to low seven figures. And it's like, if you're not doing it, you can't get in. It makes people want it more yeah. and almost to come in. So here's, here's something that I'm going to, um, throw in there because and I want you to talk around your feelings on it a little bit. What the biggest reason I think you've had the success you've had in an arena which is massively crowded and let's face it, it's life coaching in some way, shape or form, yeah. is that you are not afraid to be extreme. <laughs> you are like the most extreme man I have ever met. Um, I mean that as a compliment. And I talk a lot about the power of extreme and and how um, that in itself attracts a lot of attention. And really what we are building a business in the expert space, we're effectively in the business of attracting a lot of attention. So like, but not everyone has the attitude, the personality of a Paul Moore. Um, So like, how would somebody who maybe isn't, like you in your way how would they find their own version of extreme 
that's a great question, mate. I think that everybody has something that they are very, very good at. And they almost, Dr. John D. Martini would say something that they value the most. I'm just wondering on that thing. I talk about fighting a lot on my podcast. I've just got people on that I want to have on the podcast, right? <laughs> I've got fighters on because I love fighting, right? But that doesn't mean that I only attract people that like fighting. I just talk about what I love to do. And I think that that, a lot of people talk about authenticity. I'm like, I never talk about that because it should be, that shouldn't be effort. Mm. Like I'm essentially, listen, I realized a long time ago that not everybody's going to like me. I'm also of the consideration that everybody loves me. They just don't realize it yet. <laughs> they just haven't clicked on yet. Which is a real, that is a very powerful belief to have. When it comes to yeah. Right? Yeah, everybody um, loves me. They just don't know it yet. <laughs> I love that. What a belief. <laughs> what I love about doing these interviews so much is that you kind of start to elicit, even sometimes by accident, just like that, the yeah. kind of beliefs that make people tick like you who've had success. So um, uh, we were sharing just before we went live here, you were sharing with me that over the last, I think, 18 months or, or a couple of years, that your revenue in your business has, has trebled. Yeah. Um, and, and look, I mean, you've already shared this. There's never been, for you, there's never been a problem with marketing. That's what you're great at. There's never been a problem with generating income and selling. Um, so what what has been what are, what have been the shifts, the changes? What have been the biggest differences that have taken you from? Um, and I, again, I don't know where you were, where you are now in terms of revenue. But what have been the big differences? You know, the big differences. I would say I stopped being a fucking amateur. Right, an amateur before. I was a salesman. I was a marketer. It was I got paid for doing something that I loved. Right, and I tell you what changed the most, mate. I remember I was a master coach with your mom and Tony V. I'm, I'm probably supposed to say Nicky V and Tony V, not your mum. This all sounds weird when I say that. <laughs> she asked me, um, I was on a call yesterday or the day before, and they were like, you know, so-and-so, your mum. And, and they were like, is it okay for me to say your mum? I was like, of course it fucking is. That's cool. Um, but you can also call her Nicky V if you prefer. Yeah, okay. I love it. So I was on a course with Nicky V. And uh, she said that my son's going to come in and do this presentation on how to grow your business. And I knew of you, and I was like, I'm, this is going to be there's going to be a little offer here. I knew it was. I'm not fucking buying it, right? Or, or, or as it turned out, a very big offer. <laughs> <laughs> well, dude, as soon as I saw there was a the highest level, I'm like, fuck, I've got to have that thing. Because some people are like that, right? Anyway, I, and again, that's like telling someone they can't have something. So I was like, I'm not going to need to do that. I'm on this thing, me. Anyway, you, you said two things. You said two things that was, I think they were on the lines of a long-term strategy. A long-term strategy and uh, plan. I never had that. I was like, I just worked in ninety-day blocks, and I still do. But I would just make up every ninety days as I went along, right? So he said that, and I was like, I don't have that. And then there was cash flow forecast. Remember that matrix that you have with all the gaps in your business, how to get from here to here. One of them is cash flow forecast. I still don't know what that is, but my wife does, <laughs> right? I still don't know what that is. And the third piece was I didn't have a higher-end program. That was the third piece. I'm like, so that's why I can't hit seven figures in this business. Yeah. So that was that was what I was like, yeah, no one had ever explained that to me anymore. Because almost every mastermind out there, mate, almost every mastermind except yours, and this is why I hadn't joined any, it was just marketing. All you'd go and talk about marketing tactics and marketing strategies. I was like, I don't need that. I don't need more marketing. I'm already pretty fuck. It's a, and to be fair, you know my my philosophy back to putting inside out now, which is Marketing and sales is 
absolutely critical to get you started. And most people are falling short in that area. So, which is why most seminars, workshops, online trainings, masterminds, on marketing and sales, because that's what people need to get started. But in my experience, and I think yours too, to get to the higher level, to break past, again, if we called it, from low to mid six figures to multi six, high six figures, seven figures, multi seven figures, the gap is not sales and marketing. I, I share this a lot. I'm no more sales and marketing. I'm no better at sales and marketing today than I was five years ago. But I'm a lot smarter when it comes to strategic planning, building a company, getting systems, processes, people in place. Yeah. That you know, financial systems like forecasts, all yeah. of that is what allows you to go big. And so you know, that's real business. I yeah. wasn't business before. I was just very I was just very good at fucking marketing, selling and our Facebook ads guy I've known for a long time says, what you're really good at, Paul, is disrupting every market that you go into. Every market that you go into, you just, you have the ability to disrupt it. And I knew how to do that. And Because, again, I don't think you're lasting business for so long without making – well, your business lives and dies on sales. So I knew kind of what I was doing. But the other piece of it, I didn't have a fucking clue. And the reality was, mate, I wasn't that interested in it either. It's not what I – it's still not what I really value. It's still not my favorite thing to have to do. I don't even like having meetings. My team have literally got to strap me in the boardroom. They've literally got to strap me to the seat to keep me in a meeting because I'm like, I've got shit to do. I need to run, run, run and go. They're like, no, Paul, I go into that meeting with about 30 things that I need to do for the week. By the time I leave, I've got three. <laughs> because my team is my team and they're all kind of the opposite of me. Yeah, and, and I think it's worth mentioning here, um, there's a couple of things you've said. What One, I think, being self-aware enough to know where your strengths and weaknesses yeah. lie. Like yeah. your strengths are marketing, sales, dis being disruptive, or, or the word yeah. that I use. Yeah. Like, being I, performing, I just perform. Yeah, exactly. So you're really good at that. Um, but also being aware enough to go, I'm not good at long-term strategic planning. I'm not good at managing the financials. I'm not good at... Now, you're, you're very fortunate, um, you know this, but I'm going to say it anyway, you're very fortunate that you've got an amazing wife yep. who is actually good at many of those things. So, you know, she, she's, like you rightly said, you went, I still don't understand cash flow forecasting, but I don't need to because Leslie takes care of it. I don't even um, want it. But he, like, let's, so let's, um, not everybody yep. is as good as you are yep. to have an amazing partner who can almost be the yin to your yang. She can fill yeah. in the gap you can't fill. So what I would say is, let's say for argument's sake, Leslie wasn't part of the business, wasn't, you, you would have had to have found somebody to bring into the team. You'd have had to have found a managing director type person um, that had a lot of those skills. I think the mistake where a lot of people get stuck building, you know, we talk about being an empire builder, where a lot of people get stuck when it comes to building their empire, is that what gets them started won't get them yeah. to scale, yeah, yeah, as it were. Yeah. So sales and marketing gets you started, but strategic planning and financial planning and all those things and building the infrastructure and the team allow you to scale. So I think the key for anybody watching this or listening to this on the Empire Builders podcast is that if you're stuck, and by the way, I know this intimately because I was stuck at low to mid six figures for a few years, like you were, yeah. um, and the breakthrough for me was exactly what we're talking about here. So I know this to be true, not just theoretically from personal experience, but 
fortunately, I skilled myself up and I actually discovered that I am quite good at those things when I learned how to do them. Yeah. Um, but I think self-awareness is something that, you know, a lot of you know, people like Gary Vee talk about it all the time. There's so many people, I think, trying to build an empire, trying to do things that do not come naturally to them and it's screwing them up massively. It makes um, it really hard as well. It makes, that, for me, that's a fast track to building a business that you hate. It's doing shit that you don't like all the time. I think sometimes you have to eat shit, right? I'm a big fan of if I have to eat shit, I'm not going to nibble, right? So if I have to do something I don't like, I'm like, I'm doing it more. I'm doing it as fast as I can in as tight a time frame as I can. Let's just get that shit eaten, right? But at the same time, I think the challenge that a lot of us have is, is that they see hiring people as a cost, right? That's what kept me still for so long. I used to just go outsource, outsource, outsource. VAs, people in fucking India who called me sir every time I sent an email. Like loads of, loads of, like I tried all that subcontracting shit. And it wasn't until I worked with you and your mom that we brought, honestly, I've been in business since I was, since I was 21. So 19 years this year. And I brought in someone in on PYE that was life changing for me because their commitment matched mine. I think when we're subcontracting all the time, you get the level of commitment from them that you give to them. Like it's a match. Like no one's either, no one's that committed. And you know, you know that I am not a fan of outsourcing in virtual, yeah. but that's not to say that it can't work for some reason. You know, got me to a certain point, but it's not for me, right? Um, so, so here's what I want to get to, kind of last thing before we wrap up. So, um, a lot of people that are watching this or that are listening to this are probably not at the stage you were when we started working together. They're probably earlier on. So, like, what what are your views on um, how you create that? Like, you, you've got to focus on marketing and sales, but you're probably not in a position to start recruiting, hiring other people to fill in the gaps yet. You're going to have to eat some shit. So, like, how, how do you know or how did you know where to spend your time in that earlier stage? How did you get from zero to six figures, multi-six figures, when you started this current business, helping married businessmen? Yeah. I also want to add in, I, I wanted to add this in before I just jump into this question. A year ago, I was working in the coffee shops. I was working in Cafe Nero. I used to just go in there. I had a little office, a tiny thing. Yeah. Although, to be clear, you don't mean working in Cafe Nero. I just wanted to be really clear. Like, you were using their facilities yeah. as your virtual office space, right? What would you call that stealing the Wi Fi? And now we're in a two story building where we're in training events upstairs and we have a fucking boardroom and table tennis tournaments here all the time. Anyway, so how did I how did I get started on this? Well, I suppose um, I did what everybody should be doing, which was I focused in on my target market and I got relentless with my marketing. I've always been the same on that. I'm like, people just throw shit at the wall all the time. And I still do that to test things. But I'm like, you know this, I've sent over probably close to 4,000 emails over the years. One email a day, every, well, six days a week now. I'm relentless on my socials. I tell stories. I've got nothing to hide, which is incredibly powerful. I just had to sign a contract yesterday with this publisher, by the way, which has got the best closing I've ever read about bringing, bringing the company, basically my conduct which is funny. We were, my, my agent was hanging out. He said, Paul, read this contract. It's basically they've created this clause just for you. Do they have any idea what they're taking on here? Well, they, also said, they also said my friend James Smith, he basically got the, the clause created because he's he's very controversial. Very controversial. Anyway, um, so... You can't, what sell books. you can't sell fucking books unless you're a bit controversial. Like, just look at the... Like, if you go into, like, any bookstore... 
Yeah. Or look on Amazon, the top books, look at podcasts, the top podcasts, they're never going to be people who are just like saying the same shit that everyone else says. You've got yeah, to be distracted. Yeah, and that's, this is the message that I'll get across for the question you actually asked me because the company that I've signed with, the guy that's handling me in that company also has David Goggins. He has Piers Morgan. He has James Haskell. He has this guy, Jay Morton. He has Ant Middleton. These are all controversial characters who are extreme. Yeah, yeah. So I basically, I, was, I would basically say you've got to be relentless with your marketing. And if you're an expert, you are your business. Like, yeah. I wouldn't even bother for most people marketing under a fucking brand. I wouldn't even bother with that. People are like, about me logo. No one gives a fuck about your logo, mate. You are your, if you're an expert and you're at that level that you asked me the question about, you are your business. So you've got to market essentially and sell yourself and make people. And your mum told me this as well. She said, coaching is about making people feel empowered after spending time with you. And I have this mission where my mission, even right now, is to impact anybody that I've come in contact with so that their experience is something that they're like, who the fuck was that guy? Like, even if it's somebody in Nero, my kids ask me all the time, Dad, why do you always say to people have a great day? I'm like, because someone else might have, like, cause them to have a shit day. Like, I'm committed to that. So every time I show up on social media, I don't think that's enough. I'm myself. I'm 100% myself. And I like to think that I create something that either someone wants to be a part of or they don't. And I'm okay. I'm okay with, listen, I'm in this. I'm in this. I don't even want to say black and white. I'm in this zone or I'm in this thing. But there's nobody in the middle with me. Yeah, I think, I think there's too many people trying to fit in. Yeah. in our industry. I think there's too many people trying to copycat and be the same. And, you know, I think what you've done brilliantly stepped out of that. I'm going to underline a couple of things you just said for everybody else. Yeah. Six emails a week, every single week. I mean, I mean, I, I don't even know how many posts and videos on social, relentless commitment to put in the message out there. And that, that's marketing. I mean, it's not hard. It's very simple. Because I'm being myself. It's not hard to be yourself. It's not hard. I'm telling personal stories. People know about my personal life. People know what I'm up to. I'm never just talking about the thing that I'm selling. I'm always like, here's me doing jujitsu. Here's me hanging with my kids. Here's what I'm reading. Not reading? Here's what I'm reading right now. Here's what I'm listening to right now. Here's who I'm interviewing. I've got no problem sharing all of that. Why? Because I'm my business, really. And I've yeah. got, as an expert, you got to think about that. I've got an expert business. That means you are the expert, which means that essentially people are buying into you, not your product. No one's buying my Unstoppable 28 program. No one's buying this. They're buying into me. And that's what made me join Mastermind. I bought into you. You were the guy that was showing me these gaps, not expert empires. It was you. Yeah, it makes, makes a lot of sense. So I think, I think for everyone watching this, you know, you know my philosophy, which is, if you're in the early stages, marketing, 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 being more visible, putting more content out, and, and really finding, I think for, for the majority of people that I meet who are in those early stages, they haven't yet, I know this sounds a bit a bit woo-woo, they haven't yet found themselves. Yeah. They haven't yet found what is it about them that is unique and different and how can they be the most extreme version of that? And not everybody, in fact, very few people are like you, like a poor Moore. Yeah. They haven't got your kind of personality, your attitude, your charisma, but I think you've got to find your own version of that. And a lot of people are, again, you know, they've done some courses, learned yeah, some, just got to be, you are. the same as everyone else. Yeah. 
I think you've just got to be who you are all the time because that is extreme. Like, I meet people who are one way online because they're trying to be extreme, then I meet them in person. I'm like, fucking hell, this guy's a lion on the internet, but he's a mouse when I meet him in real life. I'm like, I'd prefer it if you're just a mouse all the time. Do you know what I mean? I'm like, just be yourself all of the time. Like, and that's not hard. That's not even authenticity. That's just you being you. And that is actually extreme if you're 100% you. Not 80% because it's on Facebook and people might say something. But 100% you, even if you're not, you haven't got my whatever it is, loudness, brashness, whatever it is. Even if you haven't got that, just being you is extreme. So what about pu pushing yourself outside of your comfort zone? How do you know if that's being authentic? Or, or, how do you know to, or, or how do you know if it's trying to be something you're not? Yeah. Well, you should be scared to post it, first off. If you're not scared, it's boring, right? There's no, if there's no doubt, I'm going to guarantee it's going to be boring. Um, how do you know whether you are being something you are not? When you say something you wouldn't say in private, in public. When you say something you wouldn't say in private, in public. So it's kind of like most people will say something in private that they wouldn't say publicly. Right, most people say fuck whatever it is, whatever your your your, your blue language of choice is. But what I'm saying here is, how do you know you're not being yourself when you say something in public that you wouldn't say in private? So it's like the opposite. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah it does. Yeah. I'm like, you don't get it. I remember when I worked with a video guy a few years ago who made my clip video for me, and he came in and he was like, Paul, I've been watching you online. He said, I've seen angry Paul, I've seen funny Paul, I've seen all these different kinds of Paul. He said, what I want to know is, it's quite a spiritual guy. He said, which ones you? So all of them. All of them's me. Like that's all you'll get all of those versions of me. Again, I think it's because I've been through the experience of building something that I hated, where I was trying to be something that I'm not. And then when I hung out with these people that came into my business, I was walking on fucking eggshells all the time. Yeah. Mate, incredible. Thank you so much. I do believe we're we're gonna get together and do a podcast episode live. Yeah, Just book it, yeah. Then we can get the date sorted. I'm really looking forward to that. Um, but thank you so much for your time this morning. Really appreciate it. Um, if you've been tuning in on our Facebook page um, and you found this useful, valuable, interesting, please share with your community. I don't really ask for people to do that very often, but I think this has been an amazing, highly valuable interview. So please share it with your friends, with your uh, communities on Facebook. Smash the likes and the love buttons to uh, show some appreciation. My love button anytime they want, bro. Say again? They can press my love button anytime I want. Always, always, mate. So, uh, yeah, press the, uh, press the likes and the love. Show some appreciation for the amazing Paul Moore. Mate, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you, morning. sir. Appreciate you. Look forward to seeing you soon. Thank you. Legend. Okay, that's it for today. Thank you so much for listening to Empire Builders. Please subscribe, leave us a review on Apple, on Spotify, on other platforms, and uh, share the love, tell your friends. Remember till next time, the more you connect, the more you collect.